Oh, I've never played like I know. <laughs> I've collected the, the, the figures once upon a time and painted them, but I never played it. I've never really played any of the computer games or anything either. Like the, the universe doesn't really do anything for me. But there's, if Henry Cavill's in it, you know, you gotta, like, give it a little shot. Well, I don't know that he's in it. I know he's producing it, and he was a very big fan of it. So it's supposed to... Well, I don't know about supposed to, because it hasn't really started yet, but it it makes people happy that he's doing that because they want a good adaptation and with somebody in charge who actually likes the stuff. I think he's going to have a pretty big role in it. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just, you know, that's not currently where it's at. It's nowhere. It's in the, hey, we're doing this. Yeah, it's in the headline phase, but not in the actual production working on it phase. So welcome to the Warhammer podcast. (laughs) Oh, that'll last us another 20, 30 years. We've got the, oh, we're missing the only person who could possibly even talk about it cogently. So we're going to read all of the the horror fantasy and uh, evaluate it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's pretty much all I know of Warhammer is the memes and the figures. That's it. I don't know shit about his lore. I don't care. I'm sure it's fine for what it is, but I just. The only thing I really know and appreciate is uh, the orc magic. It, it works on belief. Yeah. They pick up a, a stick and it fires like a gun because they believe it works like a gun. And so it, no one else will be able to do that. But that's Red how it works. It goes faster. Orcs. And therefore, it goes yes. faster. That's just how yeah. it works. Warhammer is, is ridiculous always. But... Well, let's talk about other ridiculous shit of peace talks. Yeah. How's that that's for a segue? <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how excited we are to talk about this one because... Well, so the second guess is it's been really fun, but it gets harder and harder as we get to the newer books uh, because we see the after effects a little bit less. It's like if if he made a different decision in Summer Night, we can see how that might have changed things so much. It becomes like almost a discussion of alternate history, but we've got two books back to back, Peace Talks Battleground, Peace Talks. We don't quite know what the after effects would be of some of these decisions. So what you're saying is we just have to do another one of these again in like 10 years. Exactly. Great. Great. I have to look at your mock for another 10 years, EG? Probably. Yeah, by the time this series is done, you you can't possibly be shocked if it takes 10 years. No, I mean... Actually, it's going to take more than 10 years. What am I saying? I mean, there's not that many files books left, right? It's five files books, and if it gets back into pace... Even if he does one every two years. Yeah, that's... You used to do one a year. Come on, Jim. Used to, but do you people like you want that stupid aeronauts book? It's good, but yeah, so he's has, doing he, that now. He, he he did it when he did the 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 one Alex likes. That's really not that great. Codex Alera. So yeah, that one. Five files books, and then you got the three BA two books, which are going to be like five times the size of a files book each. So we're talking, yeah, we're easily ten years at best. We're you know until one of us dies. <laughs> It's gonna be good. So, so we have something to look forward to. We'll we'll do this in ten years, and we'll we'll see how important these various decisions of peace talks will have changed things in the future books. It's gonna be our next decisions and reread. Wonder where you guys will be in ten years in your life. I watched you grow. I watched you guys grow so much, or Alex grow so much. (laughs) I say you're gonna be in exactly the same room. I'm gonna be right here. He might actually still be in his kitchen. Oh, you're giving up your dream of coming to America and having Costco pizza. 
But I mean, no, I'm not giving it up. But I'm, I don't know, man. That green card, it's not easy to get. No, I've got a desk coming, so I'm going to be in the living room from now on until I move. Oh, this is this Fancy. is actually, I think, the last kitchen episode or second to last kitchen episode. It depends on my willpower to put the desk together. You're going to have like a podcast set up with like a microphone in front of you. I got or... a microphone in front of me already. Uh, okay. I just don't have an obnoxious one in front of me like you do, who's like, oh, look at you, I'm a podcast person. This, it's good. It's good. You got to you gotta look the part. You got to sound the part, you know? No, no you do neither, so. Here we go. <laughs> uh, try, okay? It's the accent. It doesn't help. Uh, so, I don't think there's many of the decisions in Peace Talks that we can actually put towards Harry, if we're going to focus on it, because it, it, the biggest one that comes to mind as one of the first decisions would actually be whatever happens between Laura and Mab in the back of the car. It's clearly, they're doing some form of um, bargaining. And Mab even asked Laura, I think, of like, is he still acceptable to you? Which certainly sounds like he's being bargained away. Which he is. Yeah. And the timing of that one occurs to me as being important because that would have been just after, or maybe, maybe not quite. When would the Harry have been protected by Murphy's love yet? I mean, they've been together for a few months at that point, so maybe probably. I mean, yeah, I don't think they just had sex for that first time, you know, slightly mm -hmm. after this. They've but, been boinking a lot. Well, I, I mean, it depends on her. Maybe it was the first time because she was kind of crippled, but I don't mm -hmm. think so. Yeah, so I'm curious. Horniness finds a way. Usually. Usually. <laughs> I'm curious as to did Laura know and could she sense if she, if it was there, she would be able to sense it, I assume. Mm. If he was protected, did she accept him with the protection? Or was she assuming that he still wouldn't be? She wasn't surprised necessarily when he was protected later. It doesn't change the nature of the political bargain. Well, I think it's because I don't know that she has a sixth sense of it. They don't have a sixth sense about it, right? Because like she's touched the wrong wedding ring and got fucked up and she went to kiss him in the deeps and she didn't realize he was still protected and that messed with yeah. her. Yeah. I guess that, hmm. I mean, she did accidentally get burned by him later when she, maybe she could have been able to not do that. But if they were examining him to see, is he acceptable for this purchase? I would assume she might have tried something to feel out if he was protected or not. Well, it's also possible that she's, whether she knows it or not, which she probably doesn't based on the conversation that goes on later. Um you know, it's kind of a convenient thing if she doesn't want to force the issue of like consummation necessarily, because she might just as easily not want to do that with Harry at the, for whatever reason. Um, so, you know, nice it's to convenient know enough. What reason? I mean, because at all signs so far, she would love to eat him. Well, no, it's going to be because she's actually kind of falling for him and it'll be a strong relationship. And that's why she's going to have to die. That's how this goes. Biggest shock would be if she doesn't die. I would be surprised if she doesn't. But, you know, you start checking up with Harry, it's... Doesn't have a good track record. No, no, not so much. Except for Elaine. Team Elaine, all the way. 
I mean, it doesn't have a good track record for her, but she's still alive. No, no, she, I mean, she did survive, technically, yeah. we yeah. think. Yeah. No, she's still around. Yeah, she's, just, uh, just not is she be. still, she's still what we expect her to be? Is she a bad guy? Is she infected? I don't think she she's is. She's suspicious. Yeah, I think she's a red herring. Fair enough. All right. And this. So, when it comes to Harry decisions, the first and most obvious stuff is the stuff with Ebenezer. <sighs> Because the way he deals with I mean, Ebenezer obviously is the one pushing the things the way he does too, but the way Harry deals with it is easily sets the stage for getting killed later. Mm, uh, this being Ebenezer saying, stay away from Thomas, and Harry saying, no, I'm going to save him, but not saying that because he's my brother. Well, and, the, you know, the prodding McCoy about, um, you know, his choice to have Maggie versus McCoy's choice to with with his mom and mm -hmm. just throwing out assumptions of things he doesn't know but he's not looking to have the conversation he's just looking to fight about it essentially yeah. um and you know the whole running security and doing all this stuff i mean he could have i get he could have said no to that and that maybe. was maybe saved a, a certain level of a headache later um probably not but still that's the ramifications, because... yeah. I mean, the ramifications obviously of of Harry and Ebenezer's relationship did lead to a disaster at the end. Um, but yeah, I guess the you could see how they're on opposite sides of a significant choice. I guess at least that Ebenezer had made, and now thinking that Harry is making the wrong one. It's just not narratively presented as Harry is making a choice. It's just obviously he's going to do this thing of he's going to protect his brother. He's going to be there for his daughter. It's not a choice to him. It's just was already need to happen. No, the choices are more in the, the confrontational way. I think he goes about it um, and the words he uses to to poke at McCoy and, and get all defensive when he could easily not. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's still time. It's not, like this sets the stage for what comes later, but as we see later with the corner house and stuff, like they're still on fine enough terms. Like this, this wasn't a death blow by any stretch. It's just, it's one step in the direction of it. So, yeah, but he can always handle a lot of his conversations better. Yeah, Harry can often make many different choices in how he handles people in confrontation and, uh, it also just seems like a reflex that he can't help himself with being a smart ass and gets himself in trouble. Mm -hmm. But so after Thomas um, gets caught and beaten very heavily and Harry goes to Laura for help to try to, how do they figure out how to get him safe? Because both of them want him to be safe and not in the hands of the smart elves. Mm -hmm. um, so that is an interesting choice. It makes perfect sense but he did still go to a white court vampire for help and to trust. And in this situation, he has reason to trust her. But as we see five minutes later, it still makes him suspicious when uh, Carlos and them are asking, thinking that he's been infected by at least a white court vampire. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the choice. It's, I mean, it makes sense, and it's not really... It, at that point, there's, who else are you going to go to? So, 
I guess the only way to do that differently is to be looking for a tail, essentially, from the wardens. Yeah. Um, but I don't didn't think that's going to happen. Ramirez already put a follower on him at the time. Well, that's what I'm saying. He would have had to yeah. have sought that thing and been like, hey, I'm being tracked and like throwing them off the scent somehow, which again would have just made him suspicious to them. But at the same, but yeah. but they at least wouldn't have necessarily known he had that conversation with Lara or went to see her. So, yeah. But yeah, the way he handles that conversation, also, again, you understand why he did it the way he did it. But he could have handled it better. Everyone could have handled that one better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's primarily on them, but. Um, you know, if the if the primary goal is to analyze his choices, then <laughs> him not just being like, "Hey, I'm I'm in a relationship with Murphy now. You want to go talk to her?" Like that wouldn't have been the hardest thing in the world to do. Yeah, because they had valid reasons for being suspicious and scared of him coming out of Lara's house um, and having recently had sexual relations with somebody, <clears throat> but. Um, you think that's why Carlos was upset about it? Because he's still a virgin. <laughs> You've been having relations. I have sex in this Christian white council. How dare you? I, I mean, think that's the real issue. It could be <laughs> because last time he tried, as far as we know, did not go well for him. Oh, that um, sure did not. It, it, the the invasion of privacy is obviously uncomfortable, but their reasons for being scared are also valid. And so it's, you could easily just choose to give some information freely that would make them feel a lot better and a lot less scared of you, which would make everything a lot easier. It's like, I, I get the reasoning, but sometimes that the, the logic of giving on a little bit of a principle to be able to actually work together better might be a better choice. Well, I mean, it's the dichotomy of you're letting the white council into your business, quote unquote, versus Ramirez is your friend. And you would have in if the situations were reversed, you would have pulled on that card if you were Harry to try and get him to see a reason. I have no doubt. So, you know, it's a it's a balance. It's like, yes, these are the wardens of the white council looking to get into your business. But at the same time, of all of them other than your grandfather, who else are you going to really trust, quote-unquote? And it's probably Ramirez, and that's probably... Now, at the same time, if they're still this uh, much in their feelings about it, even after he's been their superior officer for a number of years and gone through all these things with them and this, that, and the other thing, and they are just so like, oh my god, are you bad? It's like, at some point, your your track record and your choices do have to either speak for your, yourself or you can just get the fuck out of my face cuz <laughs> you're what else what else do i have to do i mean i guess does his track record actually speak for it i mean like they know they're everyone's afraid of him because he's the winter knight but what has he done since then that means that they're afraid of him he stopped demon reach from exploding he well, I mean, you get you get Carlos's examples in the next book, essentially, where it's like you made this choice, this choice, this choice, blah blah blah. Now mm -hmm. he is also 
more affected than the others because of his running with Molly. So he essentially probably is jaded by the fact that he saw someone he thought he knew almost kill him after becoming hitched to winter. So now he's not willing to give Harry the same benefit of the doubt, even though he hasn't done anything really that would make you side-eye unless you were looking to side-eye. Yeah. Like this is I the mean, kind of rationale that Langtree would have. This is the same rationale that Butters had, but with, I feel yes. like a little bit less evidence game. even. Yeah. I mean, Butters had a little bit more reason of at least being suspicious. He didn't, I mean, he did, I guess, invade privacy by putting a bug, but he didn't uh, make things, I don't know. Did he make things more worse than Ramirez does? I don't know. Well, I mean, he gets Murphy crippled and he gets the sword broken and you could yeah, argue that. Butters for all of these things. Well, you could argue that she gets crippled and gets whatever. Gets and before. it also then will lead to her death because she's hindered and all this stuff. So there are. There's a through line there if you want to blame him for it like you can i don't care that's the one good result of everything he did is it eventually led to murthy's death so that doesn't make me happy with him but it did do that so you know it's just it's like any choice there's factors and there's this that and it's like how much impact did you have versus this other factor and you'll never know really you can make an argument for speculate any wildly things. about it well, I'm ha again, I'm happy to say it's Butter's fault. But <laughs> and I believe there's sound reasoning for it that he made things. Well, I mean, but again, it, now we're talking about it depends on what you think of as worse. So those things happen. It leads to the sword breaking, but then he becomes a knight. So that's a wash and better, if, if anything, because he gets a fucking lightsaber and everybody's, you know, tripping over themselves to say how cool that is. Uh, so it leads to Murphy's death. Yay me, but people are upset about that. I guess that's a consequence versus Ramirez and what he does, which eventually leads to Harry getting kicked out of the council. And so now we don't know what far reaching consequences those will have yet. Probably bigger ones could, because of the could nature. Could Harry have done some different choices? Like, could he have levels? Could he have, like, I mean, I mean, Harry acts pretty much like Harry acts, right? But. Could he have gotten Ramirez and the people, the the tagalongs, over to like see how it actually is, instead of their assumptions, by leveling with them and not getting offended? I mean, if you're moment. talking about just talking about Murphy, I, you could. But they're tried. like, Ooh, you had sex, and then 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 instead of getting offended, like how dare you invade my privacy? Be like, I'm banging Murphy. Could he yeah, I mean, him? you what, could. What, what would that have done differently? You could try that at least. I don't know what that does. I mean, it it probably makes them pause, and then the conversation will become, "Well, we have to interview Murphy," and that's where yeah. the next pushback is going to flare up because it's now you got wardens who you're bringing to Murphy's doorstep and to their attention, and that's probably not going to go over well either. So it probably ends up being six of one, half a dozen of the other. Is Murphy not already at the attention of the wardens? Not in the same way, I would argue. I, I think it's different between, you know, it's one thing to be an ally and helping and you're a former Chicago cop and all this stuff, but it's another to be directly, you know, fucking Dresden. Intimate. So <laughs> that may, but that makes you more of, you know, there's a difference between you're able to put pressure on one of Harry's allies versus you're able to put pressure on somebody Harry loves. You know, it's the same yeah. problem he was thinking about with Maggie when he discovers she's real 
and what the white council would offer him for her and put the screws to him through her. So screw her. <laughs> yes. Wrong one. Um, yeah, I guess that is the point me because uh, Murphy is still in casts at the point of this conversation. She's vulnerable. She's not able to fight back or defend herself. And he might not be able to defend her at all points if she's not like involved with the white council, but if she's, if she is made aware to them, then they could do any form of hostage taking anything. Oh, well, they don't even have to be that overt about it. It could just be like their eyes are on her and that's enough to be a, you know, if their hackles are raised. Yeah. And it's not like she's going to sit in her house behind the protection of a threshold. She doesn't no, even fucking I, do that when there's a Titan stomping around. Uh, to, to follow this line of speculation, I'm curious, what would they be able to do to her? She is immortal. She does not have magical powers, so she's not even paranet level. They're, she's not under their umbrella or jurisdiction. Well, as long as they don't break the rule, the the, the, the laws of magic, the White Council can just do whatever they want to mortals. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's really just a matter of how much are they looking to get to the bottom of this through her. I mean, what are they going to Could they fuck with her pension, maybe? I don't know. Her actions have probably already done that. Could they, uh, you know, corner her in a dark alley? Sure, but it's not like they're going to be able to do anything other than physically hit her, maybe. <laughs> it's like none of them are going to do that. I think it's just the... Um, there's the the overarching what if of this organization that's looking at your girlfriend, number one. And number two, it's what else is now looking at this group of wardens, looking at these people who are, you know, talking to Dresden's girlfriend. It may, maybe it draws other eyes that have less scruples. So. Mm. Who knows? I feel like certainty, this conversation between Harry and the wardens could have been better and less confrontational and less, uh, I don't know, starting of something exploding onto them. But um, I think as much as Harry's handling it badly, I think Ramirez handled it a little bit worse because he wasn't giving any form of friendly overture like you were describing that Harry probably would have. Oh, he handled it a lot worse. This isn't, I don't see this as equitable to the McCoy situation where I think Harry was actually being the dick in that series, uh, scenario. Um, this, this, this one's fully on Ramirez. It's just a matter of, you know, we're going with the prompt. So, yeah. Well, it's like there's a lot less of the impactful decisions that are exactly Harry's as we get further. Like, well, Murphy's decision led to the, the sword being broken technically. Um, and also and reforged. Yeah. Mab's decisions, Lara's decisions, all of these, like we can't ignore those anymore. Um, yeah. Ramir Ramirez's decisions are going to be a topic returning. Um, no, because... with any luck, he'll be dead, so it won't matter. <laughs> yeah. Butters first, but Ramirez can go next. Yeah, I think Ramirez is going to last a lot longer because he's going to be an even more broken cop in the form of Morgan. I don't think Butters is going to bite it, unfortunately. So I think he gets to last the longest and I get to cry. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess 
And in terms of peace talks, what would be the next biggest decision? Would it be Lara's choices or like the um, the promises that she has, the requests that she gets three of them? Yeah, I guess giving that away. I mean, it's not really a big choice. I'm interested in the choice that he uses to the way he decides to summon Molly. Um, mm. Because we've seen he can summon Leah and Mab without bothering with a circle. And I think it's supposed to illustrate the prob problem, quote unquote, but the, the aspects of the changes going on with her and that's why it's done. I'm curious as to why he would do it that way when he could probably just whistle her up the same as he has the other two. Hmm. That's a good question. So Leah, I think, is a, a slightly different situation because because of the nature of her promise to Margaret, whatever the hell that was, uh, to protect him, to be there, if he whistles her up, it should be simple because it's on Leah's burden to be there to protect him. Uh, Mab, similarly, I think, has some kind of obligation towards her vassal, which maybe Molly shares, but since Harry was summoning Molly to ask for a favor, maybe he was having to do the courtesy of giving her a ring pop and Nutella to be able to, to make that easier on her. And also she's only been winter lady for like three years. Maybe it's still difficult to drive around that way. It's possible. I mean, I assume he could give her the other stuff anyway, just like, because yeah. it's not like, he he doesn't use a circle to summon like Toot all the time now. No, no, Toot's just there. <laughs> so, I mean, you can do that. Like, he did it with Mab when Demon Reach was one big summoning circle, but I don't think he bothered with a circle when he summoned her in changes, right? He does it with Uriel mentally, but I don't think he, I don't remember if he forms it again when he's summoning Mab. And I know she comes when he does it when he calls for Leah without the circle and deadbeat. I think it's, I think in context, it's implied that he's using circle there in the, in his mind, but for all intents and purposes, that powerful beings in his mind. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure that's if that circle holds. I mean, Uriel could have, Uriel could have just been. Well, he says as much. He's like, you know, it's a nice little circle, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about Mab. She plays by different rules, right? And Harry is very stubborn. But right. Leo was sure. was there with him or with Mab during that conversation with the Stone Circle. So, I mean, Stone Table that had a circle of its own, except in this metaphorical meeting place. I, I guess that Mab didn't need a circle. I guess. Well, I mean, he summons her is you know while he's on the cot anyway, and then he right. gets essentially dragged there. Yeah, and like he does—he does one in the grave for Mother Winter, right? Like he—he he makes one and he does the whole uh, the ritual thing with the names, I think. And Shit, then because because then when the kids see him later in the grave, and they're like, "Oh, it's hardcore, man." Well, so he—he he was bleeding. He was in a grave. He had grave dirt all over him. Uh, it's like and doing something weird on Halloween. Like that's that's hardcore enough, whether he had a circle or not, or maybe the grave was enough of a circle. No fully remember the description and I'm sure graves are rectangles it's it, 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 no 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 this intent has meaning this, you know you can't have corners because then he summons a corner hound shape. into his grave and because there's corners in it and he's fucked. The closed shape is all that matters um so uh, it could be but, a parallelogram right well so did he use a circle to summon titania 
in Cold Days, yeah. I don't remember if he did it in Battleground, because she, when he's doing the thing and then the lightning hits him. I don't think he summons a circle, does he? I don't, I don't think so. I don't remember a circle with Titania at all. Just choosing an area that seemed Titania. No, it, it does, because she specifically breaks out of it to um, grab him and nearly kill him. That might be why I don't remember, is because it didn't hinder her in any way. Right. She she was she was playing patient, but once he said certain trigger words, it was like, no, we're gonna we're gonna have a real conversation now, buddy. <laughs> like most yeah, of his true. conversations go. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, it would be same for Mapton. Yeah, I I imagine he can do it without it. I and if he can do if he can summon Titania without it, I mean, granted, she's probably got her ears on, waiting for the moment type deal, but. Um, because it's Harry. Uh, but especially within the Winter Court, I imagine, unless it's Mother Winter, he's not mm -hmm. necessarily really bound to do it anymore based on his connection as Knight. Yeah. Um, so, but again, I think I think it's a plot device to show what's going on with her. I just don't know why he did it unless it was like habit. It could be habit. It could be courtesy. Maybe um, he could have wanted to see if what her, what her deal was these days. It totally was because he was still asking, like, because she was asking to be let out of it. And she said that she could push through the barrier, but she would leave all the important bits behind because everything is so melded. It's not a mantle that's tacked on. It's throughout her entire being now. Um, and so it was definitely an experiment on his side to see what would happen. But I don't think it was only that. A lot of it probably was plot device. And we didn't get to see Molly a lot recently. And so here's the announcing trumpet of sugar. Yeah, well, it's also a, probably a power level thing, right? Like, I mean, even the Earl King couldn't, even though he probably should have been able to, although I don't know that his power level was necessarily fleshed out when he was first introduced, break mm -hmm. out of the circle he was in. Titania could do it easily, which means Mab could do it easily. Uh, you know, when you get to people like Uriel and the Mothers, forget it. They could just like think it away if they wanted to. Forget about it. And obviously, when it came to uh, Ethnew, there was extra factors. You had essentially Bob as the circle, and you had the the spear head and all that other additive crap. But if he had just like drawn it on the side of the lake like he did with Molly, I can't imagine that would have gone over very well. Yeah, the quality of the materials with Circle seems to matter. And the best one so far seems to be Bob's screaming head. Well, I mean, it used to be he had this whole fucking setup in his basement and he could barely contain a toad demon. So, <laughs> you know. Let's see what he summons next. What a ways we've come from toad demons to this. What he summons next. The next thing he's going to summon is like fucking... Lucifer or some shit. I mean, Lucifer is going to show up at some point. Yeah, but it's probably going to be when he goes to hell. I don't, okay. I don't think Lucifer he's going to pop up. Was some, maybe not summoned, but I guess he was powering the spell that the Denarians are using in small favor. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Denarians are essentially summoning his power. Yeah, and they were using circles. Actually, they were using a lot of circles. Very big ones. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The... the yeah, the nature of, in how powerful a circle is is, is like I, I want like a PhD thesis written up about it so I can understand more. So Mo Molly 
yes, it was a pretty good uh, decision because not only is she an ally and she is going to be there and in the know and they can work together, but his request of her of making a little, it was a ring, right? That made the image of him that saved his life later. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got to see how she reacted to a promise and a debt. Like once you, you do this, it, it doesn't ever go away. The pain of that never really leaves. That's why they're always going towards balance uh, because it's constantly bothering them. And we got to see more of it, kind of just an examination of this nuance that we already know but it's important to see Molly doing this. It's important to see that he's got something up his sleeve, even though we don't know what. Yeah. So you get the compulsion angle, you get the, you know, the reveal later, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Hmm. It wasn't after this, he went to Michael's house and just started like working out with him and like kind of cheating because he was like been pressing a lot of weight and not even really feeling it because of the mantle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you get the Butters lightsaber train scene, which is just yeah. joy yeah, and uh, all that other crap. But right around there is when he also had the bright idea of calling uh, Goodman Gray, but yes. because he didn't say it was Gray's name when reading through the dialogue, I thought there, there was something about of like, like how am I going to afford your prices or something that's not going to kill you. So I thought he was talking to Kincaid before it hung up and said it was Gray. <laughs> Um, yeah, because getting yeah, no, was... great involved helped quite a lot. I mean, possibly helped a lot later. <laughs> well, if he'd listened to him initially. Yes, because everyone is smarter than him. It's like, you know, she's a plant like Femme Fatale. Something is wrong here. Uh-huh. But, you know, yeah. why listen to the potentially millennia-year-old half-negloshi? Well, because... He could be lying. I mean, yes, anyone could be lying to Harry. Uh, what do you mean? His name's Goodman. It's true. But his last name's Gray, which makes him, you know, iffy. But Goodman. You can trust a guy named Goodman. Even if he Totally not the name he picked himself, by the way. No. no definitely not. Right. So, um... Around, around that time, he went to see Justine and, or maybe this was before that, I don't know, talking to Justine, and then he got attacked by corner hounds, but that's when he was with uh, Ebenezer and fighting off the corner hounds and getting this inkling of an idea of why Harry can fight them and Ebenezer just had to like hold the ground and deal with not having a bucket or something. Uh, this, like, like, after how many books have we heard the word starborn and Harry's finally, the light bulb is turning on what the fuck is this word? And why is no one telling me what it means? And he finally asks Ebenezer, what is this and what do I have? And then, and then it, the plot. It thickens because Ebenezer has, says, I don't have the power to tell you and he walks away. Wait, who what can you mean? You're the, you're the black staff. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. it's, it's Well, he does start to explain it to him later. It's just... <laughs> He's like, I'm not having. I think it was more of I don't want to have this conversation with you right now. Just being a fucking tease. And then the corner hounds come up and it's like, all right, fine. I guess you need to know. Yeah, it, it's something. It only happens on a certain day every several hundred years, and that's as much as I can tell you without being in trouble. What? But the like the the light bulb has been trying to turn on for 
four or five books by this point? I don't think it has. I don't think there's been a light bulb. <laughs> I think you just got one put in for this conversation. Just for this one. Because there's like plenty after, of other... In cold days, he gets like three different times when dealing with the wild hunt, they call him Starborn. And he never just asks him, why are you calling me that? Finally. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first time it comes up, he's kind of dying. So, I mean, you can forgive him for not really probing that question. And I guess when the Earl King brings it up. It's like, well, we are kind of running into an army of outsiders. Maybe, maybe we'll pin this for a moment. But, uh, you know, how how many like, conversations has he had with Kringle since then? And he didn't ask. Yeah. Well, again, it's not time for the plot to reveal it. So but now is the time for the plot to tease. Right. You got to keep you going. We've been teased for a long time. Just want to say enough. And you're going to keep getting teased because it ain't coming up in the next book, probably. Uh, I've got a marriage to take care of. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's going to be all the the marriage, the the answers he's about to get. It's all going to happen, and then whoosh, pulled into the mirrorverse right at the last chapter, and that's that's how the book's going to end. So, more teasing. Then he's not going to be able to ask the. I mean, there are ways you could get that topic involved in Mirror Mirror, especially if you're talking to different versions of the same people who will probably mm -hmm. have the same information because, you know, it's the same world altered by one choice. It's not like people's memories get erased. <clears throat> so, I don't know. It's there are ways that Harry could have asked this question. He could still be going to ask different people at this point in the story of just like, so even if he has the promise out of listens to wind or whoever, that someone's going to give him an answer in a year, he could ask Mab, he could ask Leah. It's people who I mean, are definitely in the know of what he is. Yeah, but they would want something out of him. I understand not asking them or at least. Mab already has him. Like what else listen. did he lose? Plenty. <laughs> Plenty, I'm sure. Um, I have no doubt about that. I, I mean, maybe Mab would have to say, you never get to call me about car problems ever again. Oh, the obvious person to ask is Rashid. He's just, you know, he only comes up every few books, so. Can't do that. Okay, so... so. The, the peace talks, they happen, mm -hmm. and we get to see some people being weird and prickly, and Molly gets to put some people in their places after they're being too unhappy to the musicians. Uh, there's a wonderful stare down between uh, Batarung and Ferrovax. Mm -hmm. And Lara starts pulling in on her promises. Yeah. And it was basically get Thomas out of here, which I think he was already going to do. Um, I don't remember in specific what else it would be. Was I think she used one of them on an introduction? Yeah, to um, fuck, who was it? Was it Etri? Uh, yeah, I think it might have been or Ivana, one of them. Mm. Yeah. All right. So they make the plan to to get Thomas out, and then. We get to see the wonderful thing of Ramirez getting his cloak attacking him. Mm -hmm. Also, Harry doesn't say anything more than like a nod to um, Ivy. Oh, yeah, because Ivy is probably traumatized and ignoring him. 
Yeah, that's, I'm sure, not going to fester and lead to anything bad. That's been festering for a couple years already. I wonder where Kincaid was in this since he was probably hiding on a rooftop somewhere. Uh, he was in a downtown neighborhood just like picking off turtlenecks as the battle went mm. on. Or uh, what, the Huntsman. He, he could probably yeah. take out a few of those, no problem. By himself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although, <clears throat> with Dracul running around, I don't know that he would have wanted to be Oh, that's true. Within leagues of the city. Right, but if Ivy's still there, he's going to be there to protect her, even though she probably doesn't need much protection. Yeah, she doesn't. I mean, other than right at the end with the Titan, she doesn't really throw down that much. Right. Um, but then like, as they get Thomas out, and it's like right after that, that the Titan shows up, and as epic as that scene is, there's no decisions from Harry because he's invisible basically paralyzed and it's just uh, titan and mab having nasty words at each other and being thrown through walls kicked kicked through multiple walls it's important distinction <laughs> it's cinematic you know, she got she did the leonidas you know this is sparta and she got kicked. which was good and the castle gets partially destroyed. But then mm. Harry, Harry leaves that problem as it is and runs to take Thomas to the island because mm. that mattered more in that exact moment because people didn't think to look for him for an hour, except Ebenezer knew where to find him. And he comes in on a flying rock. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, you might as well show off for a while. Yeah, it's it is nice to see the extent more of an extent of what Ebenezer can do with his crazy amount of power and skill that he's developed over more than 300 years. Mm -hmm. Flying rock is still just insane. Um, right. And then we get to see the little trinket that Molly had made in action, sort of, as it gets revealed throughout their conversation and fight. Um, and Ebenezer's terrible choice of deliberately trying to kill him. And then being remorseful about it. Yeah, wasn't that bad. Yeah. But this being the moment where Harry chooses to finally rip off that Band-Aid to tell Ebenezer that Thomas is Margaret's son, that I figure Ebenezer probably should have known. Yep. And just blocked it out. Still don't like that choice. You don't like that choice of Ebenezer's to refuse no, to face to reality? No, to that, no, you can refuse to face reality, but to actually genuinely not know? jive with me right because he's smarter than that yeah because he would have dug into everything he says as much they dug into wraith as much as he could and tried to get at him like three times and this that and the other thing it's like there's no yeah. way he doesn't know you can repress it you could be in denial you could hate him because of it you could be like he's no true grandson of mine but to just genuinely be like oh no yeah Makes no sense. Yeah, genuine surprise doesn't necessarily make sense in this point, but the the denial of it sure does, uh, because he still blames the wraith for killing his daughter, which perfectly makes sense. It's not necessarily Thomas's fault, and Ebenezer would know that if he ever tried to have a conversation with Thomas. Yes, he's still a white court vampire. Yes, he's still a danger to people sometimes if he's losing control. 
But so is everybody. So is Ebenezer. How many people has Ebenezer killed? And Ebenezer has a license to do so. At least one. <laughs> license to kill. Actually, no, it's, it's at least 200. I think we, we see him rip out the lives of 200 people. I don't know. With, if we'd known he sent down the satellite and uh, all the like, there's plenty of other events that's been mentioned with yeah. a lot of loss, losses of life. And Guska, Krakatoa. Um, well, Guska never killed. Kill. Well, whatever supernatural entity it killed and whatever oh, right. is going to be in the story it killed, but that was just like in the middle of fuck nowhere Siberia. So could Harry have played that differently with his grandfather? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the question means yes. At some point, yes, of course, he could have said something differently, but. Well, I mean, if we're going with the route that Ebenezer really doesn't know that is his grandson, rather than making that your fucking like dying declaration, open with it. Yeah. Have the conversation and be like, you know. This is the deal. Can we talk about this? Can we put all weapons down for a moment? And talk about like rational people, except that would have I mean, taken the idea of to have the, let's be rational about this, which neither one of them had at that moment. Yep. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. And so it's an interesting thing of like Harry was doing deliberately something that was a, a distraction. And so in a way, making it more explosive um, made it so that Ebenezer wasn't going to be looking for it to be an illusion possibly because if he did start looking for it he probably would have found it mm -hmm. um so as the worse the conversation went the more of a distraction it was successfully but it has now damaged the relationship in a way that i mean i guess they'll get over it they were fine having a conversation later but that's not a wound that's going to heal easily well i mean fine is subjective it doesn't really start well <laughs> they it uh I mean, as they're being attacked by a Titan, they weren't bringing up that conversation again. I mean, maybe both of them no, still wanted to hide it, but... That would be a bit awkward. Yeah, Probably. and they had more white court people, or white, white council people there that could listen in and was like, hmm, what's happening here? Mm hmm. So. Yeah, no, it's just non-communication skills in that family are... Uh... But it's funny, because Ebenezer is pretty clear where he stands on this... No vampires, know. as he says multiple Specifically, times. Specifically, these ones. <laughs> we did that whole plan without a single vampire. <laughs> Doesn't that help? That's a good line. It's <laughs> a great line. That kind of snark is the best. It's like, oh, that's where you get it from, huh? Okay. It's an inherited genetic thing. Can't wait till Maggie starts throwing it back at Harry. We did that without a single pancake. How old is it Maggie is exactly? 10, 11, something like that, I think. Uh, Hitting the teens it? soon. Gonna give him some lip? Hopefully. I mean, if anything, she'll learn it from Molly. <laughs> if anything, she'll learn it from Michael. <laughs> you think Michael knows that much? I mean... Yeah, yeah. He knows. He could do so more politely, I suppose. Right. She'll, she'll, she's not going to do the the, uh, the typical Dresden lip. She's going to be the bless your heart Southern Christian lip. <laughs> oh, bless oh, so your she's heart. she's learning from charity. Yeah, that too. 
yeah, passive aggressive park. The the whatever people at, at church that they don't like, but they still have to be like nice too. It's like mm -hmm. hmm. I'll pray for you, Dad. <laughs> Which will probably be the most hurtful thing anyone's ever said to him. <laughs> oh, are there any old choices we can like question or go and putting Thomas in stasis is probably the last one. Yeah. So I mean if the answer is uh, he has to be at Demon Reach so no one else can get to him and then he has to be in stasis so he's not dying because he can't feed because they don't have anyone to give him, I guess. Um, he has to be he's in that so far specific... gone that he can't even like, like he was, he can't even take yeah. in feed. Or, like, yeah, so Lara was trying to siphon some towards him. Uh, how that worked? Not very well. Mm, questionable. Um, so he has to be in stasis and it's the potentially least painful one, but he's going to dwell on all of his sins, for lack of a better word right now, uh, the entire time. Contemplation. That's the word, contemplation. And he could possibly talk to the one other prisoner that is in the same status. Very specifically is... mentioned. <laughs> yes. And I wonder who that might be. <laughs> specifically mentioned almost highlighted and mm -hmm. then it's like oh we're not going to talk about that one right now even though like, we're not going to talk about starborn right now but, yeah so i mean getting a second opinion from somebody a little higher up the chain might have been of a benefit at that point you know can we fix his psyche i don't know how much time you have i don't know who you call in for that I suppose you probably call in Molly and give him a once over. I, I feel like she could have given an assessment because hmm. she's there fairly quickly after when they'd start doing the battle with the fucking Kraken and shit later. Yeah. Which is only a few minutes later or an hour later, not even. Something like an hour because of the travel time back to the city. And that Molly and Lara probably been in communication. Lara could have used one of her debts on. You must save my brother, fix him, however, and so it's not even incurring a new debt. Harry could have just summoned her again. <laughs> He's on fucking demon rage. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, how are you going to pay for fixing him, however it is? Uh, hmm. If it wasn't there just part of the discussion, he had to be on demon rage because he couldn't be anywhere else that they could find him. They, they couldn't stick him like an Arctic tour or something because then helps might go like you violated the peace talk something something yeah well it would have to be his controlled area or somewhere that they wouldn't find i mean yeah winter yeah. can't harbor him right and obviously neither can lara or the white court so right. yeah that's not that easy thing um i mean maybe molly will be helpful to fix thomas whenever we get him back although jim says it's big of us to ask that we'll ever get him back I'm Still, I'll bet a dollar he gets Amarakius. I mean, I'll just bet a dollar that he comes back. That's really, Fair not really. <laughs> at this point, I don't, uh, I don't need the sword fan fiction shit about him getting freed of his demon and all happy things. I don't think he'll be freed, but I don't think he'll just be in better control. I think he'll be suffering the whole time. <laughs> God. Well, I mean, there's already precedent for a vampire using the sword as long as they're doing it the right way. In exactly. That. And it'll burn him if he's not. It's like it's a great tell of like, are, is his thoughts staying in the realm of good? That's a very Christian healthy? thing too. It's like, oh my god, is he thinking of premarital sex? Burn him! <laughs> exactly. 
The angel does not approve. <laughs> right. Like they're taking turns, like Gabriel's looking down. I was like, nope, that's a padlin. Nope. Oh, there's, there's an angel in the sword. It could just be like, oh, no. Yeah. Dirty thoughts. Unclean. <laughs> Can you imagine he starts like warping the sword? It's like, oh, go on. That was a lot of heat then. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you could you expand on that thought a little more? I'd like to. I'm not going to burn you this time. I just I want to see where you're going with this. <laughs> like, so what three things just walked into a brothel? <laughs> Harry Dresden. Oh boy, you sure did live a life, huh? Oh, sheesh. <laughs> feel like I've been missing out inside this sword. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would be the greatest, like, the, the sword gets undone because the angel leaves it to have fucking horny sex with a white cord vampire. <laughs> Impure. I think that would make the angel fall at that point, would be my guess. Yeah, that, that might have some heavy ramifications. But it's just a regular angel, discuss. so what's the big deal? Or you I, mean, just they, angels I think most of the Denarians were just regular angels. Right. And you can see, you see they, they don't, but they only cause havoc because Lucifer kicked them out of hell. The rest of them are down there, like, chilling. So what's the big deal? I guess. <laughs> They're just hanging out, you know, watching, I don't know, watching The Last of Us or something. <laughs> is there anything else we need to cover was this it for our uh, what ifs for I don't now? think we're going to do Battleground in the next seven I, minutes no I don't think we can handle that I guess there's the last little bit of I feel a bit of stupidity of uh, after all of the work that Laura and Harry were putting together to, to save Thomas and then she sees him sees Thomas go into a prison and freaks out and attacks him without like having the thought of maybe there was a purpose to it and so then Harry had to explain everything again I just could have done that before could have done yeah. it before. She could have asked, like, did you do that for a reason? Could have, should have. Peace talks, yeah. not the best. And Freya got kicked so. into the ocean, which was fine, because I don't like her. Yes, right, we know. Well, yeah. All right. We should uh, plug our shit, then, which I think has somehow become my responsibility. Yes. What do you mean, somehow? It is your responsibility. We never agreed on anything. Anyway, we, we did. You just weren't there. Of the bro uh, the Dresden <laughs> Files you lost. <laughs> podcast, part of the Broken Jars Network, and uh, we have a Patreon that you can go to, that you can give us money on, that will make you come in on Discord, where we will insult you and so send gifs at each other. You can insult us you if you want. You're saying that word wrong. Yeah, it's not peanut butter. I'm saying what word wrong? It's gif. Gif. That's what it's I said. You said gif. You said the mm. peanut butter. No, no, I only say Jif when Justin's here. Is you, if he's not here. Do you want the playback? <laughs> Run it back. Right. You oh. said Jif. Anyway, Stop saying Jif. I, I meant to say GIF, I guess. Uh, we have hard political stances on the pronunciation of GIF. Broken the linguistics. Yes. If you do that, we can keep running the show, hosting our podcast. That's true. You know, we got to keep the lights on at this get, rate. Yep, it's not working out. So <laughs> get in there. Got to pay for EG's new uh, new table. I mean, we're gonna need a few more patreons for that. <laughs> and by a few, I mean like a fuck ton more patreons for that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so we're not paying for that one, but uh, who knows? Maybe one day. Yeah, one day. maybe one day we can actually 
do all the correct upgrades we want without it being a fucking struggle because it always is. But that's our stuff. And I'm still bullying Andreas into doing his cooking show, which I've this... been making filler. <laughs> I make no promises. You got to make Danishes the first episode. Oh, no. Perfect. Otherwise, you're not actually Danish. I mean, like, yeah, come on. If you make Danishes, then he'll stop saying that you're Swedish. That's not go that far. I'll give, I'll give you a month off, maybe. Maybe. Is that worth it? Is it? Will you do it? But you have to actually send me a Danish, and I have to actually like it. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still bullying you to try to do it, so we'll see. There you go. We'll see. <laughs>